0: How did former Nazis end up in Canada? Written by Matthew Horwood. On September 22nd, MPs gave a standing ovation in the House of Commons for Ukrainian-Canadian Yaroslav Hunka, who was introduced as a Canadian hero by House Speaker Anthony Rota and thanked for his military service. A firestorm erupted a few days later after it emerged that Mr. Hunka was a former member of the Waffen-SS, a Nazi division accused of war crimes during World War II. The incident, which has now taken center stage in Canadian politics, happened during the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's visit to Parliament, as Russia's war against Ukraine rages on. Mr. Rhoda apologized following the incident on September 24th, saying that the decision to recognize Mr. Hunke was entirely my own and extended his deepest apologies to Jewish communities in Canada and around the world. He added that before recognizing Mr. Hunke in Parliament, he had not been aware of his connections to the Nazi regime. After calls for his resignation began to mount, Mr. Rhoda announced on September 26 he would be stepping down, effective the following day. Beside the fact that MPs say Mr. Juncker should not have been honoured in Parliament, many MPs are also questioning how a former member of the Waffen-SS was able to slip past the vetting process and receive roaring applause from Canadian politicians. It is well known that many Nazis came to Canada after the war, and this latest incident begs the question of how it happened that a democracy like Canada, which fought alongside the Allies against the Nazi regime, could have allowed former Nazis to immigrate to the country. 4th Waffen Grenadier Division From 1932 to 1933, Ukraine's population was decimated by a famine that was exacerbated by policies implemented by the Soviet Union. The Communist Party's decision to collectivize agriculture led to a drop in food production in Ukraine, leading to the deaths of up to 5 million Ukrainians in a famine known as the Holodomor, When Nazi Germany invaded the Soviet Union in 1941, they were greeted as liberators by some Ukrainians, who believed the fascist country would be a natural ally in Ukraine's quest for independence. While the Ukrainians' new occupiers continued to brutalize them, By 1943, the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists had organized a multinational force to fight on behalf of the retreating Nazi army. During that time, Mr. Honka fought with the 4th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS, the military wing of the Nazi party. The unit consisted of troops from the Galatia region in western Ukraine and was armed and trained by the Nazis. In February 1944, the unit perpetrated a massacre of Polish villagers in Huta-Pianaka, Ukraine, burning between 500 and 1,000 Polish people alive, according to various estimates. Witnesses stated that children were executed in front of their parents by having their heads smashed against the trees or being burned alive in houses. After the war, the Waffen SS was declared a criminal organization by the International Military Tribunal. Some 5 million to 7 million Ukrainians died during World War II, and the country would remain under the control of the Soviet Union until USSR's collapse in 1991. Ukrainian Nazis in Canada. According to the Canadian Military Magazine Esprit de Corps, an estimated 2,000 members of the Waffen-SS came to Canada after the war. While Canada would not accept immigrants that had voluntarily served the Nazis, Flight Lieutenant Bohan Panchok, who had started the Ukrainian-Canadian Servicemen's Association, was able to bring the Ukrainians to the country by lying about their past. Flight Lieutenant Panchok, a Royal Canadian Air Force officer, was instrumental in bringing over 30,000 Ukrainian refugees to Canada after the war. He propagated a positive narrative that portrayed the unit as victims who had been forced to fight against the Soviets against their will, according to Esprit de Corps. He made no mention of the group's connections with the SS. While being held in a camp in Italy in the last days of the war, the 14th Waffen SS Division Galatia had likewise changed its name to the 1st Division Ukrainian National Army in order to hide its Nazi past. While the Canadian government didn't look too deeply into the unit's background, many in the British government knew its members had connections to the Nazis. A report from Britain's Under Secretary of State noted that because the unit was an SS division, Technically, all of its officers and senior NCOs are liable for trial as war criminals. One British bureaucrat said in 1948 that the country was hoping to get rid of the less desirable Ukrainian prisoners of war by sending them either to Germany or Canada. Some members of the Canadian-Ukrainian community were also aware of the units past, and the Association of United Ukrainians in Canada launched a campaign to stop the former Nazi collaborators from arriving in Canada. Quote, Ukrainian division Galatia was part and parcel of the Hitler army. It was against them that our Canadian boys fought on the battlefields of Italy. Many a Canadian son remained over there, shot by the very ones that Mr. Panchuk would wish your department to bring to Canada. Unquote. The association wrote to Canadian immigration officials, according to Esprit de corps. Ultimately, Lt. Panchak's campaign was successful and 2,000 members of the 14th SS Division Galatia arrived and settled in Canada in the 1950s. Deschen Commission In 1985, then-Prime Minister Brian Mulroney called for a royal commission to determine whether Canada had become a safe haven for war criminals. The Duchenne Commission subsequently found that there were about 600 former members of the Waffen SS Galatia Division living in Canada at the time but that the country did not have the legal means to prosecute them. A heavily redacted document was later released through an Access to Information request, and it revealed that members of Nazi-sponsored Ukrainian police units who murdered Jews later became members of the Glacial Division. The Canadian government was aware of the report, but chose not to publish it. As a result of the Deschen Commission, The Canadian Criminal Code was amended in 1987 to allow suspected Nazi war criminals living in Canada to be tried. Prosecutors later pressed charges against at least four men on allegations of participation in Holocaust-related war crimes, but one case ended in acquittal, two cases were dropped when prosecutors had trouble obtaining overseas evidence, and the fourth case was stayed due to the defendant's health. Thanks again for listening to Epoch Audio. For more Epoch Times articles in text, please visit theepochtimes.com. This is the Epoch Times.